everyone. Welcome to Jolly and Chomby versus the Movies podcast. I'm your host, Nailed Chomby. It. I'm Jolly. And I almost <laughs> forgot to say hello. <laughs> Might have been the you second take. the first episode we haven't said hello together. Oh, did we not say hello? To- we said no. we didn't say hello together last episode, did we? Yeah, we did. It was Sorry. a very faint one. Do you it want was... to do it again? I can do it again. No. Sorry. We'll do it now. Realize. Hold on. Ready? Set. Hello. hello. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Everyone. Genuinely, how we normally do it, anyhow. <laughs> how is everyone? I hope everyone has had a lovely new year. Yes, yes, this would be the Welcome first episode to 2022. of twenty twenty two. Let us know know what it's like there. We're almost yeah, there, future people. We're almost. <laughs> yeah, we've got what we got. Eleven, 11 hours? hours, eleven minutes. There we go. Oh wow, that's amazing. Oh, there we go. Eleven hours, ten minutes. No, oh, there we go. We were pinpointing that down accurately. We were. That's impressive. There we are. How Record- was your Christmas, buddy? Oh, it was good. Thanks. I uh, got some nice gifts and it was just very chill. I didn't know what to do with myself. I think it's the first Christmas I've not had to work. How was yours? Well, it was good. Uh, it was nice and relaxed. It was a bit more spread out than it was last year because last year we had to sort of condense two days into one, which is... Yep. Oh, yeah, because it's lockdown, wasn't it? <sighs> yeah, it was. We had the one day of freedom where they're like, you can do whatever you want. And, <laughs> then, um, and then this year, yeah, not not so... Not so bad. Not so condensed. It was nice. Got to see everyone I needed to see. Got hammered. Nice. Yeah, I remember you texted me. Or no, you tweeted. So I texted oh, you I was, on Boxing Day. And, like, so and I'm like, oh, <laughs> did you have a few too many drinky poos? A few too many. I don't I don't think my my stomach can handle rum as much as it used to. Okay. Were you sick? Not after New Year's last year. New Year's last year. New Year's last year, sick. So the question I is, threw up. were you sick this New Year's? That we don't know because that's in the future. Oh, but prediction, we'll find do out your tomorrow. prediction. We'll find out next week. <laughs> Send your prediction into at versus the movies. Even there, uh, yeah. Uh, oh my lord! Oh, getting any nice gifts? What did you get? Any Mostly notable clothes gifts? And things, um, clothes, and I think generally I'm at that age now where I'm just like clothes are great. I've got a nice thick hoodie. Nice, like it. Love it. Do you like a thick hoodie? And yeah, just general clothes. There's a t-shirt, some new shoes, because I melted me other ones. How do you melt shoes? With fire. <laughs> why Why are you going in, walking into fires? Look, in my weekend job, I'm just walking across <laughs> fire. Ooh! No, um... <laughs> You're just doing those no. fire walk things that, like, hard people do. You see them yeah, do it yeah, in, like, the eastern country that are walking on, like, the cup coals. I'm doing that with shoes. Um, <laughs> no, at, at, at work we were um, burning some stuff that we had to, um, and I stepped to the. I just stepped a little bit too close, okay. yeah, and then uh, melted the bottom of my shoes. They got some fireproof boots if you want them. Fire, fireproof boots. Fireproof boots. I've worn them like five, three boots. times. What are they made of? Do they just solid steel? No, I don't know. Rubber, I think. I haven't worn them in years. I had a factory job once, so I ordered some really... They're like anti-slip, anti-fire. Anti-slip, anti-burn. And yeah, like it could, they could take like half a ton of weight. That's impressive. Like, yep. Yeah. We were working on a lot of heavy things in that crappy job. So it's like, yeah, I want to save my feet. So I bought these really expensive things, wore them three times, and then left the job. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I think I've worn them twice for walking in the snow because they're anti-slips that are perfect... For when it snows oh, yeah. and just going through. For when it snows down here once every 10 years. Yeah. 
Like I said, yeah, last time I, I bored them in snow was about I 10 years ago. I just skid around everywhere. <laughs> I, I only ever take one step outside and then it's just <laughs> across yeah, the ground. I used to love doing that, like running and then seeing like a sl- bit of ice and then I'll do a <laughs> skid along it. And just, it's like, just me going, I'm going to pop to the shops. We need some milk. <laughs> It'd be that. Just... But then like the ice would run out and it'd be back to tarmac, but I wouldn't realise. And then the friction would Boom. come back and it'd just be like tripping and stepping over myself and trying to <laughs> stay on my feet. Then just get my balance back and I find a new bit of ice and I'm like, shit. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen that video of that dude uh, that like, gets out of his car and he's honestly <laughs> running on the spot for yeah, about a minute? I have. I it's think so I was watching good. that the other day, actually, on Fail Army. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway. But yeah, what else have you done over the Christmas period? Um, I've worked a little bit. I worked a couple of days. And the yep. rest of it has just been chilling out, playing. Uh, I played some Ready or Not with yes. um, Kevin and Dave. We yes. suck at it. <laughs> we are awful. If wish- you ever need anyone on your SWAT team, do not come to us. Yes. Not unless not you want Kevin to constantly blow you up with a door. I can, I can imagine that being a Kevin thing that- to do. Ninety percent of our deaths were just Kevin opening a door. <laughs> wow, well, he's known for that, Kevin. Not being trusted with a draw. I mean, Anna has to open all his doors for yeah, him yeah, at yeah. home. <laughs> Anna's walking around going, "There you go." Um, yeah, no. Uh, Ready or not is a tactical SWAT game, uh, similar vein to SWAT Four. If anyone can remember that, it's a great game. Uh, it's great. It's nice. I've been playing a bit of that. Um, I've just watched Boba Fett this morning. Ah, what did you think? I watched. I think it's it good. Yesterday, um, I think. I think we can talk about it because there's not much to spoil. Uh, not a lot it's... happens. No, it's pretty good. It's quite nice. I, I like how. Yeah, it's just setting the scene. It's, quite yeah, it's nice. just it setting the nice. scene. It's the same see where it goes. Of, same sort of vein as as or style Mandalorian. as Mandalorian for sure. Yeah. Which I quite like. I quite like their style. It's very easy to be immersed into. Yep. Are they using the same technology? What What do you mean by technology? Oh, the um you, LED the big lights. screen stuff. Yeah. Uh, probably, yeah, it's John Favreau, and he brought in oh, that tech, so... They definitely will be, then. Um, yeah, because he did Mandalorian as well, he's the producer and creative behind that, so this is still technically his project. They'll definitely be doing that, then. Yeah, definitely. God, thank good, he, he's kind of hooked Very on it now, he did it with the, um, Jungle Book remake. Oh, did he? Yeah. So, it's John... good st- it works so much better than green screen. It, it does. It really does. I think it does. But he seems to be hooked on it because that's what he's just using it all for now. Probably cost them a lot of money, so they've got to get the most, most out of it. Well, they, he, does, he works from Skywalker Ranch all the time, Lucas Studios, so they, they have the technology. We have the technology. And the money. That Disney money. Oh, flipping hell. When, when are we getting picked up by Disney? Never. Just that we become an exclusive Disney. For like Disney every, it's just going to be Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid 2. Little Mermaid goes to New York. <laughs> That's, that's all the that's all the podcast will be. Uh, it's a New York. Flipper. Is there a third Little Mermaid film? I think there's only two. Because um, I was, I was skimming through Disney Plus yesterday because I didn't know what to watch, and I did notice, and I wasn't that. What did I notice? And there was a two. And I was like, oh yeah, they did make a second of that. Can't remember, but yeah, there is. It does. I'm pretty sure there's only two Little Mermaids. There's two of most of them, and then the live action ones, isn't there? Yeah. I think the we only one that has three is Lion podcast. King. Yeah, we have. Lion King's the only one that went three. Because it's every 15 years. Anyhow. Every, anyhow. Anyhow. Hopefully I sound okay. My PC exploded the other day. Oh, yeah, it did. 
So I've, I've I didn't find this out until yesterday. Yeah, until yesterday. <laughs> it's the first time I spoke to you in a few days. Yeah, we. I think we we spoke Christmas Eve. Obviously, when we recorded the podcast, we spoke yep. Christmas Eve. I think so that was it. Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. You're busy with family. I was busy with family and friends. So I went down to Devon to see some friends and popped to Bristol to see some family. And then, and then came back, and my PC decided to blow up. It seems to be genuinely we we meet up now once once a once, <laughs> once a week, a week to maybe re- twice to a week record yeah, a podcast record. maybe twice if we're lucky yeah once to discuss recording and then one to record yeah yeah when we're we gonna record when we we would so this we know we are recording this late we are uh, uh, we quite n- normally late, record this almost a week late it's Friday today isn't it it is so normally, normally we, we record... record this on a Saturday so we are six days yeah. late yeah so I've got a few days to. Uh, edit this which is fine i should be able to do it i'm not doing anything i've <laughs> been getting absolutely hammered so if we start talking in weird sync with each other it's because i was hammered when i edited it <laughs> <laughs> it's just i'm just and if there's random bits of music here and there just ignore it but yeah so we're, we're we're on new year's eve i'm on the coffee already i'm doing this in reverse what well, you should, you should be start coffee, coffee tomorrow you need the energy for later that is true make stimulate it. before you're gonna make it and then, then you get hammered. Yes. Then you wake up and regret. I don't think I'll get hammered. I'll have some drinks. I won't get hammered. Yeah, I'm not going to get hammered. Uh, not after last year. <laughs> I bet you do. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> it's, it's bound to happen. Anyway, we watched a film. Yes. We? John, it's uh, your synopsis this week. Sir. It what is film my did synopsis. we watch? We watched District 9. Tell us about I said that like it was a surprise. Everyone knew we watched District 9 because we said about it last weekend. Last weekend? Last week. Last week. Tell tell us about it. Would you like my synopsis? I would love your synopsis. Would you like my short one or my very long one? Oh, start with the short and then go into the long. Okay. (laughs) That's how it always starts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) South African man hates prawns. Starts becoming prawn. That's the short one. That's the short one. True That's jolly style. One. So you've taken one out of my book this week, have you? And gone. I have. Over it's, the uh, top. it's a page and a half, Ooh, almost okay. two pages. Um, so sit tight. There's going to be about I'm thousand ready. takes of this. I imagine you're not allowed to take. You got. You got to go for it. We live now. We live. <laughs> it's 1982, Johannesburg, South Africa. An alien ship has appeared, hovering above. And three weeks passed before people of Johannesburg decide to investigate and cut open the ship to reveal what is inside. Inside this giant floating, ab- <laughs> this- <laughs> inside this giant ship inside this floating, giant above- floating farts. <laughs> inside-, <laughs> inside this giant, I've not made it a fucking sentence. <laughs> you did. You made it a sentence. It's a. It's the next paragraph. You did a paragraph. By the sounds of it, you're. In my head, you're on your second paragraph. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. You did well. You did well. Keep going. Inside this giant ship floating above the city are thousands and thousands of sick, struggling aliens. Time passes and the aliens are brought to the ground. This ground later become known as District 9. The slums for the aliens. A sort of apartheid has been established between humans and aliens. Aliens, which are often referred to as fucking prunes. <laughs> That's my favourite part <laughs> of this prunes. film. Fucking prunes. South African. Over the years, parts start to fall off the mothership landing below the slums, providing the aliens and humans below with alien technology and weapons. 20 years on from its arrival, after receiving public pressure, 
the government have been forced to move the aliens in District 9 to a new location. That is the first sort of section of the film out of the way. It's a lovely part of the film. Sits it up quite nicely. It does. I see. I really like the look of this film. When I started watching it, the graininess of it. Yeah, it's sort of like it's dirty. It's it's, um, it's a found footage documentary sort of film. Yep. Starts out, but then it seamlessly transitions. We'll talk about that later. Seamlessly transitions, just like me in my next paragraph. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This is where we meet our protagonist, Vickers, son-in-law to an MNU executive. MNU is a military in place to keep the area in check. Vickers has been appointed by his father-in-law to oversee the operation and move 1.8 prawns to their new location. 1.8, not two prawns, but 1.8 of a prawn. Million prawns. There we go. <laughs> no, I said million. You didn't. Um, listen back. We'll find out on the podcast. I may have unheard it, but... <laughs> uh, starting with handing out and getting the aliens to sign eviction forms. This is done via, uh, via various forms of violence and bribery. Bri- bribery of, like, cat food. Yeah. Why do they choose cat food? Then I've got to choose something random. I suppose. It is later revealed that the MNU have used this move as a way of sourcing more aliens and alien weapons to do experiments on. During the process of evicting the aliens, Vickers comes across a shack with some form of alien liquid in a container. While examining this liquid, Vickers accidentally opens the container and the liquid sprays into his face. This small amount of Vickard... Uh, Vic- I just keep mixing, mixing his name and liquid together. Vickard. Like, that's what we're going to call it now. It's the Vickard. Vickard. Because it okay. mixes with him. <laughs> this small amount of liquid has taken two aliens 20 years to collect. A fight between the MNU and the alien from the shack breaks out and Vickers ends up with an injury to his arm. Thus, they obviously wrap it up and, and protect it. I haven't written that down, but should have. Yeah, they bandage it up. Almost like a cast, but not just a very large band bandage wrap. Over the next few hours, Vickers gets progressively sicker and sicker, with black li- liquid coming out of his nose and fingernails just falling off, which made me cringe yeah, I don't every like time. Fingernails coming off, or it's like hated it in films where someone's like grabbing at something and they're being dragged and their fingernails pop off. It's like. <laughs> Um, However, he carries on with his job. It's revealed that some human gangs within the slums are trying to find ways to using the alien weapons, as there seems to be a biological link between the aliens and the weapons, thus the humans cannot use them. After a few more hours, Vickers is admitted to hospital, and upon removal of his bandages on his arm, it is clear to see that Vickers is slowly turning into one of the aliens. Uh, The MNU catches word of this and immediately starts doing tests on Vickers, testing his nervous system and if it's all connected. And can he use the alien weapons with his arm? And they later find out that they can with both his alien arm and his human arm. I, when I first watched this, I thought it was just the alien arm. Oh, yeah. I, th- I thought that. But yeah, I noticed that in this second watch through. And then his father-in-law orders the MNU to remove uh, Vickers' DNA no matter what the cost. So he doesn't care if he dies. This, that, the other. While they attempt to do this, Vickers' father-in-law tells his, uh, Vickers' wife that he has died. <laughs> and that he did plenty of wonderful things with aliens with while in the slums, which <laughs> very various acts, shall we say, to sex, um, which he didn't. Vickers manages to escape the MNU compound and heads to District Nine to hide away. He stumbles across Christopher and Christopher's child while hiding. Christopher being an alien, yes, he's a fucking prune. He's a fucking prune. Christopher's the alien that they. That hides in uh, behind the shack when uh, 
that fight hang uh, at the beginning. When he gets the viscous on him. The injured. The, vis- yeah. vic- the viscid. The viscid. <laughs> now I've got to edit that in. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher tells Vickers what has happened to him, um, that he can actually save him with the liquid and the mothership and escape death. Um, obviously, the, the liquid has been confiscated by the MNU at this point. So both Christopher and Vickers storm the MNU compound using alien weapons. Huge chaos and explosions everywhere. Christopher finds out what the humans have been doing in this place and struggles to focus on the job at hand. But eventually is brought back to the fight with a reminder of his child. They both escape back to the shack with the liquid. But on return, Christopher tells Vickers that he will help his, his people first and will return to Vickers in three years. Vickers then steals the ship that Chris has been hiding below the, his shack in an attempt to get himself to the mothership to help himself. The MNU shoots down this ship, leaving them both stranded for capture. Both are subsequently captured, but the gang they stole the alien weapons from intercept the MNU vehicles and take Vickers to their leader, who wishes to eat his alien arm in an attempt to consume the power to use weapons. Another gunfight between the MNU and the gang breaks out, but Chris's son has been able to uh, has been inside the crashed alien ship working on communicating with the mothership and gets the mothership to take control of all the alien weapons, including an alien mecha, which he uses to protect Vickers. Vickers reluctantly then gets in the alien mecha when uh, the MNU gasses him out of the shack he's been bunkered down in. This makes Vickers seemingly unstoppable force, but he uses this mech to escape, until he overhears a conversation in the MMU to kill Chris. This is the point where Vickers accepts that he needs to save the aliens and return to save Chris. Chris and Vickers fight their way back to Chris's child. During this, Vickers is overcome by the MNU's gunfire, but Chris and, and Chris's child uh, manage to get the fallen ship to the mothership. 74 hours after being exposed to the liquid, it looks to be all over for Vickers, with the MNU operative pointing a barrel down at his head. However, out of the hiding come some aliens to help and protect Vickers. During this, Christopher starts to fly the mothership away from Earth for the first time since its arrival in 1982. Vickers was never seen again, and the aliens left the planet have moved. Uh, the aliens left on the planet have moved to their new location. The film ends with Vickers's wife talking about a metal flower made by Vickers, with the last shot of the film being an alien creating the exact same flower in the slums. So the protagonist becomes an alien at the end, a prune. That is what is suggested. That that is. It's not suggested. It's it's factual. Because he has. Is it? It is because um. In the later stages of the movie, <clears throat> as you're seeing Vickers transform... Yeah, he does get it all over his body, but... Yeah, but the, the thing is or... the eyes, like one eye becomes a prune eye, and he's still got one blue. And when you're looking at that last alien in the last shot, he has one blue human blue eye. Does he? Yeah. I didn't notice that at all. I'd, I'd, I'd notice that. I was like, oh, his eyes are different. I had no idea. So it is That's him. amazing. Yeah. It was a nice little thing. So it was like, it basically seems to be like insinuating there's still humanity in him. Oh, that's cool. I, I really do like this film. You do. I I'd pref- I'd liked it more on my second watch. Yeah. I, I'd only ever watched it once. And it's just because I hated, I don't know if I said this in the last, at the end of the last one, I can't stand the protagonist. I think he's a bastard. Yeah, Vickers. I can see that. I think he gets what he deserves. Though he doesn't seem as bad as what I remember him when I watched it this time. I remember him being really vile. He feels less annoying the second time round. Yeah. I don't know if that's just because I see, I can sort of feel the, the comedy balance in there yeah. this time. Where it's not super serious, but it is. It's, really, it's a really good film. It is. It's directed, I'm going to say his name wrong. Blomb. 
Blum. Blum. Neil Blumkamp. Blumkamp? There we go. Neil Blumkamp. I keep wanting to say Blumkamp. And it's produced by Peter Jackson. Yes. Uh, One of those films that he's just attached his name to. I guess they used his... Not... It was so... It's Tristar, isn't it? Tristar. They're originally going to make a Halo film. You probably... Everyone sort of know. This is like the one fact I knew coming into yeah. this when you said it. it's the only fact i knew about district nine is that it's a film made because they were going to make a halo movie which for anyone who doesn't know halo's a video game owned by microsoft with a really big following and there are they there's been rumors for years they're going to make a movie and then 15 years ago it was going to be done mm. and peter jackson was attached to it he didn't want to direct it he wanted to be a producer so he wanted like exec- executive control over all the decision making, but didn't actually want to do the directing himself. So he, <clears throat> excuse my throat, every time, every time, every time. Uh, so he got Neil Blomkamp to actually come and direct because he did a little short film that Peter Jackson just loved and wanted basically that style to come in for his directorial. Uh, and then when they quoted the studio for, right, this is the movie we're going to make and this is how much it's going to cost, it was like 145 million. And they, they were like, no. Yeah. And Microsoft wanted more control as well. So Peter Jackson dropped out and TriStar dropped out because Microsoft were having too much input and weren't letting go of the reins at all or yielding anything. So it was all dropped. But uh, Peter Jackson was able to secure 30 million. Yeah. So Neil Blomkamp can still go ahead and make a sci-fi movie. Yeah, he literally said to him, make whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Enjoy. And it's just like that. I love that. I love that sort of faith. And it's worked out yeah. well. It, it uh, did. Neil's, Neil's made, in my mind, three amazing films. Go on, District 9 being one. Yep. Elysium. Yes. Chappie. Oh, did he do Chappie? Yep. And uh, do you not realise that they all have the same design of robot in them? No, I've not actually seen Chappie. I'm just aware of it. Actually, I don't, I don't think District 9 has the robot in it, but it's the same sort of stylized. Alright, that, that kind of um, mech suit at the end. Yeah, people often think they're all in the same universe, but they're not. Okay. Because um, Chappie and Elysium, the police robots in Elysium, yeah. are essentially Chappie. Alright. With very minor different details and stuff. So people often go, oh, are they all in the same universe? And he's like, no, just it's that's the way I like to stylize it. Fair enough. Yeah, he's got definitely got a style. Isn't uh, Chartlow Copley? I can never say his name. Isn't he in those other two films as well? I probably I butchered his name. Forty. I got a feeling he is. I don't actually know. I'm going to find out. Have a look. I got a feet top of my head because I just googled, like ran through his IMDb quickly, and I'm pretty sure I remember Alicia and Chappie being among his credits. It probably is. Meaning they like to work together. Then he's in Chappie. Yeah. There we go. Just says Chappie. I don't think he's in Alicia. Yeah, okay. Just Chappie then. Oh, he's in Hardcore Henry, which is a very weird film. Oh, yeah, I know he's. I know he's in that. He's the guy who keeps dying, but then coming back. Oh, he is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, okay. Any film he's in, I spot him out straight away. It's like A Team. I just that's what I remember him from the most. He and was in A Team. How do you not know he's not in A Team? Oh my god! Uh, okay. He does a South African accent at one point in A Team, and it's like that's definitely him. <laughs> I loved him in A Team. Oh, for the past week, I keep calling things fucking prunes. Fucking I can't prunes. fucking prunes. I can't not say it. It's very difficult. But uh, it's a good film. 
this is, this I did is enjoy first... it more the second time. Yeah, I think I did as well, even though I liked it the first time. I think I enjoyed it way more this time. Um, it's the first documentary-style film to be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar. At the Academy Awards. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other good found footage films. Like Blair, Blair Witch, no. Yeah, no. Um, Cloverfield, good film. Cloverfield, but yeah. I wouldn't say is Academy Award No, worthy. it's a good film, though. Very good it is film. a good film. I I probably say that is actually my favourite found footage film. I don't tend to like them. I think I've only ever seen it once. I've seen all the because there's three films, isn't there, in that sort of universe? And they're very yes, yes. They have, uh, like, they Cloverfield, have... Twenty One Cloverfield Way, and then the Cloverfield Paradox, which is a Netflix yeah thing. I, I it's my least favourite, but I still enjoyed it. It is my least favourite. John Goodman steals the. The second one. He does. He's brilliant. He's good in so all things. That's true. He's very good. Um, but no, I think... I think I prefer District 9 over Cloverfield. I can imagine you... Yeah, you would. Definitely. It's definitely your type of film. But now, Cloverfield is just like... But it's J.J. Abrams, and I've got a man crush on J.J. Abrams and his brain. If I could mix Joss Whedon with J.J. Abrams, like, oh, get them to have, like, a weird love child together, that would just be a direct... <laughs> be arranged. ...creation god. That's... That's what we need. Anyone anyone good with science? Yeah. Get you get you some chromosomes. We'll get you some chromosomes from him. We'll get you some together. chromosomes. <laughs> some genomes. That's... Oh my god. Stem cells, that's what you want. Some stem cells. I'll get you their stem cells. Mix them together. <laughs> Do we know any any of our listeners? Can you be able to make this happen? I need this in my life. We got we gotta have some scientists around. <laughs> Aren't we? Anyone anyone got a chemistry set? We'll get, just, we'll just a Bunsen hairs. burner. That's all we need. A beaker and Bunsen burner. Do you know that the shacks in District 9 were actual shacks? There's only one created for the show. Really? The film. So yeah. they actually filled that so, like in the slums in, in South Africa? In the slums Africa. in South Africa, yeah. Um, so what, what had happened is weeks before, um, people had been evicted from them. Oh, wow. So And then they filmed in there. And then the only one that was made was was Christopher's shack. Was the only one that was made. Ah, it, it was bigger. I did notice that one was a lot bigher compared yeah. to all the rest. It's but like, oh, he he all must the other be high ranking. Real shacks, which oh, is cool, cool and weird and kind yeah. of grim. It's grim, but but at the same time, you pr- it probably you probably wouldn't get that kind of look and authenticity about it. No, if, if it, it was, was a set. Just... So now that is that is interesting. It's quite it's quite nice, isn't it? Kind of makes sense because I know Neil. Blomskamp wants to like shed more light on South Africa and the issues around there, around the tensions between the whites and the blacks. Yeah, it's that's very... what his original short film, which Peter Jackson fell in love with, which was called "Is It a Night in Johannesburg?" Something like that. It's essentially District Nine, but in like a five-minute film. It's about aliens, but it's a short film. It's got Charto Copley in. <laughs> of course, it does. Um, but that was his because Charlotte Copley didn't have any inclination about being an actor ever. I found this through my research, uh, and he just happened to be there on set when Neil Blomkamp was making his short film, and he got Charlotte to come in and just do a bit, and they just became friends. And Charlotte kind of got a bug for acting after that. Alive in Johannesburg. Alive in Johannesburg. There we go. It took me a minute to find it. It's way back on the. Way back. Yeah, it's like his short little film, but that's kind of original premise of District 9. 
but it's uh yeah it's all all to do with the director's um life experience of growing up in south africa mm-hmm. which often the the best sort of films come from yeah definitely so it's like instead of like having the persecution of the blacks it's the persecution of the prunes the prunes the prunes and all the tensions and discriminations going on you can definitely see that when like obviously when the the sort of apartheid yes in the where there's no like no prawn loitering and and all of signs of and they're like this that and the other yeah no blacks and allowed to the return what you the... would find in south africa today yeah. if you went down there in some parts of like yeah johannesburg and cape town which is weird it's weird though isn't it because we often like if you walked outside now you would like wouldn't even think about that I'm always getting told not to loiter. I walk down. I go outside, man. I'm like, no, 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 dark man. You no, go no. back inside. <laughs> You're not allowed out here in the light. Oh, for God's sake! Um, but no, there's just there's there's still places in the world that there are that are very very much like that, and you just don't. I mean, it's quite. It still shocks me. There are golf courses in the world where Tiger Woods would not be allowed to play. Who is the all-time greatest golfer? Which blows my because mind because he is black. There is some golf courses, like in America as well, where blacks are not allowed to play and women are not allowed to play. And Tiger Woods has actually tried to go to some of these, going, "I'm just going to try my luck, uh, being the greatest golfer ever." And they've gone. They've told him to go jog on. Essentially, it's like what? How? Imagine like Lewis Hamilton walking up to a racetrack and saying, "I want to drive here," and they turn around saying, "No." Yeah, but that's just because he's a bit of a knob. <laughs> But not because he's a knob's like, nah, you blick. <laughs> yeah. No, there are there's lots of places like that. Mm. You'd like to think it's getting better. It's better in a lot of places. It's getting a lot better in a lot of places, yeah. They just yeah, seem to be very good. behind there. It's always going to be the case, isn't it? It's yes. always going to be... I'm guessing that's possibly why I don't like it. Like the film or why I didn't like it the first time, just because of the entertainment of like Maybe. the segregation and dehumanisation of the South African government. And the white community, yeah. I yeah, as we were saying earlier, that there's not a huge amount of trivia about this no. that we could find, other than than the fact that obviously the Halo film and whatnot. Yep. Uh, yeah, I've got not much. You got about di- it's called why it's called District Nine. No, I don't have. Oh, that. have you not? Okay, because so in Johannesburg, there's a District Six, oh. and that's what the title is in a nod of. Basically, they just flip the number around. Oh, that's uh, cool. And, yeah, and District 6 is where the blacks were segregated, and that's where their slums were, and that's where they were prosecuted and they weren't allowed to come out of. And uh, So when the white community came in, this is like in the 70s, 80s, yeah. six, maybe 60s, it's when they came, all the blacks were kicked out of Johannesburg, uh, so the whites could settle in, and they were a slum was created for them, and that was District 6. I just assumed that there had been, over the 20 years, eight different areas. That they had been in, but then I did think it weird because it was always underneath the mothership. Yeah, but because the new area they go to is called District Ten. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I missed that in the film. Yeah, they say it. Uh, it's in the end, um, where they're showing them off in the new area or whatever else. And no, no, beyond that, that is all my. Yeah, I've got my nothing else. What did you think no. of the film? What would you give it? Out of ten. Out of ten. Never, see, I do this independently, <clears throat> so I try and think, right, I gave this film this number and this film this number, but I'm not going to do that. I'm no, just no. doing it independently. How do you feel about so, it? How do I feel about it? Because I like the subtext of it, and I picked up on it a lot more this time. I think I picked it, 
picked up on the subplot and subtext of what's going on mm-hmm. first time and it just unsettled me this time a bit more rationale a bit more understanding of it so i enjoyed it more and i like the message coming through i would give it i'd give it a seven because i still hate the protagonist yeah i was i was gonna go seven as well we're quite we're always the same we are always the same it's why we have a podcast together one day we're gonna be like complete opposite yeah yeah, you'll be like a one and i'll be like ten controversy but we will find the film that we we disagree on it will be interesting but no i did i i do like this film i i don't think i like it as much as i like chappie right but again i mean that's because i am very much a humor or a comedy yeah film guy so the comedy aspect of chappie will always make me prefer Chappie over, over District 9. Yeah, that's fair. It still boiled my blood when like he's gone to them for help after he's escaped the place he's being tested on. Yeah. This is uh, Charteau's character. And he's gone to the Chris and his son for help. And when he discovers the ship under the shack, you see him turning already against them. And it's like, you've just literally gone to them for help. And you're saying, quick, hide me, because they're looking for he's me. He's a dick. And he's found the ship. And he's like, this is very illegal. You're going to go away from this for a very long time. This is my awful South African accent there. <laughs> Don't know what it was. We're going to ignore past that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, you know, he he starts turning on them. He's because you're very bad. It's like, you just ask them for help. It's like, my bo- blood started to boil then. <laughs> Leave me alone. I can't do accents. You know we can't do yeah, that. No. I can. I can only go to Fifika, and that's Fifika. about it. That's about as close just, as I can I, get to a South African accent. Oh, we need. I, 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 I know what say. my next film is going to be. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, anyway. he's an absolute dick in that point. But I think it also yeah. shows that it's very difficult for someone to change their ways. Yes. No, I was thinking that because I was thinking, considering my legal background, could I? Like, when I see things, I'm like, yep, this would be this and this would be that. I always have that mindset from my old job. So I did try and think of it like that as well. Yeah, that's like, true. You don't ever really come out of it. So, what is your favourite scene in the film? It's good. Good question. I should have been expecting it. Um, I think should my favourite scene in the film... I don't know, actually. <laughs> I quite like the intro. I really like the intro. Where it is the interviews at the beginning. Interviews the found footage sort of documentary style. I like that it seamlessly blends in. Like, I can't pinpoint the point where it becomes a film and not a documentary. Yeah. I think towards the end, it stops losing, starts to lose its uh, documentary-ness. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of seamless and gradual, so you don't, it's not as overt. Yeah, I quite like the intro. I've always liked for me, it's the intro, I think. Intro? It's very well put together in terms of, of what you would see on a on a documentary. Makes it quite believable, despite it being aliens and everything else. But Yeah. It's very good and quick at giving the backstory. Yes. No, it does. It yeah, I think in five way. minutes, you've, you're yeah. caught yeah. up on 20 years of Yeah, you don't need history. like a 15, 20 minute intro. What's your favorite scene? Uh, it's when they're going through the slums. Mm-hmm. And one of the sold MNU officers pokes one in the back, so he just turns around, grabs his arms, and rips them off. <laughs> I don't know why, but I really like that. And scene. they start putting the and arm it's... in the fucking bag. They're like, just bag it. Yeah. 
And like they shoot him and it's like, oh, this is terrible. But it's not like considering that's a really horrific event to happen. It's kind of also I at couldn't the same stop time. laughing at the abortion scene. Oh, I hated that scene <laughs> where he's like, well done. You've earned on your first abortion. He's <laughs> just like he's pulling out fucking shit. And like what? That sounds it sounds worse. It sounds than what it awful. Is. It, he but... finds a shack and there are eggs. So they, they, they produce by spawning eggs and they find eggs. And they've got tubes in them to feed them. Basically, he goes, oh, they don't have permits for these. So he starts taking out the tubes. And then he just says, ha, you've just been party to your first abortion. (laughs) It's just, I, yeah, I don't know why I find that funny, but I do. I'm a sick individual. (laughs) (laughs) How? Oh, is it that time? It's that time. I haven't thought about this. I haven't thought about this until now. How would Buster Rhymes improve this film for you? While I scrumble around and try and figure this out. I mean, an easy one would be to put him as part of the the gang. Yeah. Trying to eat prunes. But I'd actually have him as a prune. Uh, As a prune or a prawn? As a a prawn. (laughs) A prune. A prawn. prune. He'd be one of those. But he'd be he'd be like their resident. He'd be the onboard entertainment of the ship. He survived (laughs) the crash. And he's still like doing gigs for the prawns. I I honestly and it's like when they're doing the slams it's like no no you don't have a permit for this gig <laughs> just a buster buster, buster prawn B- buster prawn <laughs> prawn rhymes prawn rhymes and <laughs> so like they dismantle it it's like ah oh, mate I'm just gonna go and wrap my heart sing my heart out for the for the prawns you can't hold me down can't be holding a prawn man down fucking hell I honestly that's how I do it I don't know. Yeah, the gang is the easiest one, right? Gang make him the, the leader. One. Or just make him one of the MNU operatives. Yep. There's just the only one of them that has character, because all of them are quite characterless. Yeah. So he'd be Luke, essentially. Get rid of Luke and... Just have him as the one that's got character. But he's always just very sassy and kicks the shit out of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I need. Other than that, I can't think where he would fit. This might be the only film I've struggled so far. Yeah. With fitting Buster Rhymes in. Yeah, as an operative, it would make sense. With, like, characters. So essentially, like, Luke, because Luke's about the only one that has a character. I just liked his lines as well. He's like, can I shoot him? And he's like, no, no, can't shoot him. I kill him now? No. 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 It's either going to be, for me, gang member or... MNU. It is. Or an MN. MN. That is the heart. It's so difficult. Pick another three string of letters. (laughs) MNU. Could have been anything else. Like people get to Eminem and you. Eminem and Eminem and It's difficult. I don't need that. I struggle with words as it is. So do I. This podcast has given me a complex about my speaking ability, pronunciation. I keep talking. Every time you send me an edit, I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's almost like I'm mumbling. I mumble anyhow. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, I, I listen back to myself and I'm like, enunciate, man. Enunciate. There are There are points where I'm like, what? I'm just editing that now. <laughs> <laughs> I have that luxury. You, do, like, you have the power. Nope. <laughs> Don't need that bit. But I think that's me for Buster. Yep. That's also me for Buster. So, as the film's theme is about kind of racial tensions and racism and equality, right? Amy was talking yes. to me a thing about equality. The white man in the room sweats. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, <laughs> about equality and equity. I didn't realize equity was a thing to do with race and human rights. 
Are you familiar with equity? I believe so. so I've always known equity want to, get it to right. be in relation to like business or your house. You you get equity on it. You increase the worth. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Uh, but actually it has a, def- by define, the first definition of equity is uh, fair and objective. So when okay. it comes down to human rights, it's like equality, you give everyone the same. Or equity is to give everyone what they need. So specifically, okay. so that- if you have a cut on your hand, I have a cut on my cheek, and we'll say the viewers have a cut on their arm, equality would mean you'd put a plaster or a band-aid on the hand of all of us, so we all have the same, but it's not all what we need. So equity would right. mean you'd get the plaster on your hand, I'd get the plaster on my cheek, and the viewers would get it on their arm. Right, so, that makes sense. So both equality and equity both promote fairness. Equality achieves this through treating everyone the same, regardless of need, while equity achieves this through treating people differently, dependent on need, giving them what is required for them to succeed. But however, this different treatment may be the key to reaching equality, is what argued. This was explained to me as a whole new concept for me. Apparently it's been around for a while. But it's like... Yeah, that makes makes perfect sense. Yeah. But then does it... Because if if you go with equity, so if we actually bring this down to a place like we're trying to promote equal rights, well, equal opportunities for women, where they're not getting the same opportunities of men in some areas of the landscape, I'm trying to think of the word, in business, in society, in jobs and crap like that, they're not getting paid the same, which is still outrageous to me, I don't understand that. So, but then, so that that's where equality will come in, you want them to be paid the same for their worth. Where equity, where would equity come into that? Equity, I got to keep enunciating the T, not call it equity, equity, Nathan. <laughs> You're talking to me who doesn't say any T's yeah. whatsoever. Equity. And my name has one of them. It does. <laughs> it's, so do you call yourself Thomas? Jay from now. Thomas. <laughs> 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 Yeah, just just have me with some crackers, yeah. mate. Oh dear. <laughs> no, it does make sense, though, doesn't it? And it, it seems hard, but yeah. then it's in always... some cases, like some might need more than others, and it's like, and then it then it feels then unfair, it feels unfair, to, unfair some to others. Yeah, no, I, it, it, it's a thing made by society, right? You, like ninety nine percent of the problems in the world are created by society yep something that is always ever changing ever growing but it's always out of sync around the world yeah which is why we have different cultures and this that the other and then people use society to try and fix the problems of society which then just creates more problems and then here we are with more problems than we had before but some of the problems that were prominent then aren't prominent now they've just created more problems here and there where you think of things like like Equality and whatnot. Yeah. You now back back in I don't know nineties eighties whatever it was getting equality for women blacks yeah. mixed race whatever whoever and then now it's like every which when and gender yeah. this that the other everything here there and everywhere it's it will never end because people will find things that they're different. At. Yep. One of my eyes is smaller than the other. Is it right? <laughs> yeah. It's actually. Yeah. By how much? When, when, not a huge amount. 
Well, look, you'll see it when I when we meet in person. I'll be like, look at this eye; it's different. Really? Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, back to my point. It's like we will we will get to the point where those little things matter. Yeah. I'm not saying things don't matter before we get there, right? Because. <laughs> Because <laughs> things do matter, but we will get to a point where it's the little things, not the big things. Yeah, we're we're scraping at the barrel. We're not there at the minute. There are things that do need sorting out. There are a lot of things that need sorting out. Um, but we will get to that point, and and I think as we get closer to that point, it will be tougher. Yeah, because people will be less willing to accept things or change. For the little things. For the little things as opposed to the big things. Yeah, no, that, that I can see that coming about. Um, and I think... Wait, I had a thought and it went. <laughs> it was a good thought. It might come back. It might come back. I don't think it is. Was, um, there's a, there was a gay comedian that was talking about transgender rights and things like that. Yeah. And he's like, all for it, everything else, which most people are. But it took the gay community a long time to get to where they are yes so god um, we're talking almost 60 years a long time i'd say to get to where they are and it often feels like people are expecting change tomorrow yeah well yeah you gotta look at it where yeah you gotta think it's not gonna happen overnight keep pushing grab all the support you can for for whatever you want changing because if it if it needs to change it will change it will change it just takes it takes time. It takes time. Take time. It takes effort. It takes education. And I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start sounding like an old man, right? <laughs> but I think that's what generations currently struggle with. Yeah, that's not an overnight so job. We're so used to things being happening now. This, then that. Yeah, it's all on your phone. You can do it right now. But, but in reality, things aren't like that. It's slower. Yeah, it takes a long time for a river to turn into an ocean. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's good. That's a good uh, metaphor. Or simile, one of them. Metaphor, I think it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Metaphor. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Next week we discuss metaphors and similes. similes. I learned the difference between those from a film. Nice. Nice. What Just is a... the what is the defined definition between Uh so if we say something like we go we'll go with an old one. An old but a goodie. Men are dogs. That is a metaphor. Right. If they, we say men are like dogs, that is a simile. Okay, so something is similar. Yes. It's a simile. Yes. If you're, I suppose, creating a parallel, then it's, then it's, a, it's metaphor. a metaphor. And if it's an opposite, it's an oxymoron. I'm a moron. <laughs> All from one film. Like, 15 years of British education, one film, and like, ah, I understood. <laughs> Nailed it. Let's not talk about education, because <laughs> it's fucking stupid. But yeah, yeah, that's good. It'll be interesting to see, cause like, where we've got, like, a lot of rights or laws coming about to protect women in certain situations and whatnot with trans. Yeah. How's that going to incorporate? Do we give... And that that's a really, really difficult kind of legal perspective to try and take on. Because if you want them to be inclusive, then you do. But then you're also taking away what has been put to protect a specific body of people. Yeah. And that that's where equity comes in. That's been created. Yeah. Equity, that's needed for them. So something else is needed for the trans community. Flip it, I was not expecting a podcast no. about District 9 to get very deep. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I thought it, we might touch on it a bit, but no. You've got my brain going. 
We've got a lot of thinking box going. <laughs> but we'll come off that now. So as it is, this is coming out in the new year, and we are at the ed- literally Happy at the new end year. of the year for us today. What would you say the best movies of 2021 have been? Oh, God. Uh, what came out this year? Uh, the Power Go- of Dog. Google! <laughs> Power of Dog, Free Guy, Venom 2, Last Night in Soho, Spencer, Dune, Black Friday, Black Widow, Enchanto, Shang-Chi, The Tomorrow War, Spiral, Red Notice, Stowaway, Candyman, Fear Street, Tick Tick Boom, There Is Someone Inside Your House, Space Jam, Matrix Resurrections, Mortal Kombat, Chaos Walking, Spider-Man No Way Home, The Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife, Justice League Snyder's Cut, Godzilla vs. Kong, Things Heard Not Seen, West Side Story, Ghostbusters Afterlife, 007 No Time to Die, Halloween Kills, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. I'm gonna have a fucking nightmare of you just going, there's someone hiding in your house. <laughs> but they aren't in the house. No, you know only really one weird? person because... died in their house in that film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The rest, they were all um, everywhere I... else. That film was crap. It was shit. Uh, what I've just realised, I've not seen a lot of new films this Have year. Have you not? You've seen Free Guy. But Free Guy, um, Black Widow. Yep. Um, Shanghai. Shang-Chi. Shanghai. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Shanghai. Venom 2, I'm pretty sure you've seen. Nope. Have you not? You not watched a new Venom? Nope. Nope. Oh. Go watch a new Venom, you idiot. <laughs> you've seen Black Friday, because we watched that together. That's the Bruce Campbell one. Yeah. Spiral? Oh. From the Book F9 of Saw. I saw. F9. F9. Fast Nine. Oh. Oh yeah, that came out as well, didn't it? Yeah, that came out this year. That wasn't on my I've list. I've not seen a lot of films this year. I think it's because I haven't been to the cinema. Yes. Um, I would have seen Ghostbusters. I would have seen Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Would have seen Eternals. Oh yeah, Eternals came out. Haven't seen the Bond film yet. How have you not seen the Bond film yet? That's really good. I've heard a mixed bag. Really? I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Quite a few colleagues in it, and they said no. Oh, I really liked it. So for me, out of those, the ones I've seen, which yep. is not a lot, um, despite me getting its name wrong, <laughs> Shang Chi, <laughs> I quite liked. I quite enjoyed it. Your favorite movie of the year? Yeah. Out of, for me, it's out not. A, it's I've not seen. a Marvel movie. It's not an MCU movie, but it was a good movie. Yeah, it's sort of the same vein, but it didn't necessarily feel like it was in the same universe. Yeah, I've. Heard things about Spider-Man that sort of tie stuff together. Yep. Um, which I'm excited to see. I might see it in the new year. We'll see. Might Towards the end of its cinema run, I might head in. You might do. When people have seen it, then I'll have a goose. On the I mean, sixth... When I went to the cinema, we went on the 23rd of December, so it's only been out a week. We, there was only like 10 people in there. Oh, really? We were all very spaced out, yeah. People just aren't going mm. out. Uh, we did go to the late showing as well, so there was no kids. I suppose about. people didn't want to risk Christmas and New Year getting yep. getting problematic. Then, yeah, um, on the 6th um, of January, I believe Ghostbusters is on Sky Store. Yes, I've heard it's being brought forward. So to... I might might watch that. Yeah, on Sky. Yeah, I'll watch it again. Um, yeah, so what's your favourite film of the year? Because I know you've seen a few more. I have. Seen Ghostbusters uh, and stuff. Yeah, I watched Matrix Resurrections when that came out. I'd, I'd call it the metrics, personally. It was okay. It was alright. I liked was the beginning. Film? I liked what they were doing and how they're doing this whole nostalgia film kind of reboot, reimagining thing. 
and they did it in a clever way and there was a nice bit of meta in the middle where one of the characters this is like when they're in the matrix and they didn't the people who don't know they're in the matrix and they're talking about oh our our sister company warner brothers have said we need to go ahead with this project they said they're going to do it without us so we may as well do it with them and that's essentially the wakowski's turning around put into the script saying warner brothers were going to either reboot it or they do a sequel some guess so that was a nice bit but otherwise it was meh uh spider-man probably my favorite film this year it's brilliant yeah yeah, it's amazing. I'd, I'd imagine if I had seen it, it probably would be my favorite. It's, oh, brilliant! It's one it's just, of the. I'm I'm quite excited to see. Um, yeah, I know I was, and I I wasn't prepared for how much I'd like it. Mm. And no, it was it was brilliant. I would definitely it, go see it for sure. Testament to it that on the drive home, Amy was talking about it still and coming up with, well, what if this happens and what if this happens and I think this might happen after. And was like her brain was still going and thinking about it, and then creating the story of what happens next in her mind, and needing to close off some bits. And oh, I think that was just a testament to how good the film was. And Amy doesn't particularly like films too much. Yeah, like she likes films, but she doesn't love films. She can kind of take them or leave them. So I know that resonated well and was really strong because she kept thinking about it after. And I just remember it like watching Endgame as well. She, I've never seen her sat at the end edge of her seat before. And for the entirety of Endgame, she was at the edge of her seat watching that film. Endgame, the second time I watched it. We spoke about this, didn't we? In the first, in the prologue. Did we speak about it in the prologue? Oh, we did, yes. How I went through all the films in order. Yes. And then at the end fucking cried. <laughs> oh, I cried at the end. Baby. I cry. But it hit me so much more. Um... Yeah, we've definitely said that before. Yes, we have. Endgame is such an amazing film. No, it is a good film. It's a nice Spider-Man way. No way how brilliant film. I won't say anything about it. I am, I almost see any film after that as being a completely separate story. Uh, well, what have we got? We've got Doctor Strange coming out this year. Same story. Yeah. And Guardians. I don't know. Guardians is next year. Guardians 3. Uh, it's Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh yeah, isn't um come comes out May or June this year? Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, yeah. Should be interesting. That should be interesting. We'll see what it's like. It's um it's your it's your favourite man directing it again. Oh Tiger Wheat Yes. Love that man to death. I know you do. So that should be good, just the fact that he's at the helm again. Because that 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 was meant to be the last Thor movie, Ragnarok. Or the last one for Chris Hemsworth, at least. But he did turn around saying, I will do more as long as he is at the helm of writing, directing. He saved the the, the Thor films, really, in my he mind. He did, yeah. No, I think first he did, two cause... were fine. They weren't anything special. The third one, fucking amazing. It was. Brilliant. It's got Jeff bloody Goldblum in it. Yep, and Jeff Goldblum said he'd happily come back. Good. Don't know who he is, but he said he'd happily come back because he, he wanted to work on that set. He said he's came out and said like there's never been a film set he's had more fun on good and he's done a lot of things <laughs> he has done a lot of things and he's a crazy man but he's a great man he is have you been watching the world according to jeff goldblum on no Disney i need yet? to you watch need it to watch it you told me this last time didn't you i, I did tell me it's again so, so you can they're only like 25 minutes an episode they're really short but they're just oh really nice it's just jeff i might goldblum. watch some of that today do it today might do it today and then i'm gonna Edit all this tomorrow. Yep. Bang. Hungover. Good luck. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Sunday. I don't think this one is going to come out on Monday. No, I believe. You believe? It's, okay. It's not. I'm aiming for Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but if it does, fucking hell. I deserve a cookie. Oh, cookie. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Food. Yeah, anyway. I'm getting quite hungry. Shall we... <laughs> Should we wrap it Should up? We wrap it up? Shall we wrap it up like a beautiful Christmas present in the new year? Jombie. Yes. Next week is your decision. Oh, no. What is the film we shall be watching for this week? Well, if if everything goes right, the next episode is going to come out on the 10th of January, which would be my birthday. So I need to make sure it's an important film. Okay. To me. Right. My cousin Vinny. My go. Cousin Vinny. My Cousin Vinny. It is on Disney+, Plus, which I know you have, and all our I viewers. Do. I don't know whether, as a viewer, you like to watch ahead of it coming out before listening, or maybe watch after, depending on what you think. Whichever way works for you. It didn't really occur to me that people wouldn't until someone was like, oh, do I need to watch, watch the film? beforehand? And I was if like, you're oh, worried yeah. about spoilers, yeah. I mean, some films you got a, you'll probably know that it's a spoilerific film. Yeah, I would. This I, one isn't a spoiler film. I think if we do the the longer synopsises, you yes. can get away with it. Yeah. Um, but I think some bits you might understand more if you do watch it. If you do watch it, yeah, I gotta say, even with my synopsis, I leave some bits out because I leave it for people. It, maybe they haven't seen it before, so. The, I leave some nice little gems in there. I'm not going to give all of the details out. Tells, this, the yeah. Just to, there are always so you some can still bits enjoy the it, film. You go. So yes, it's called My Cousin Vinny, starring Joe Pizzecki. Nice. Very, it's one of it's my one of my mum's favourite films, one of my auntie's favourite films. It's up there and one of my favourite films. It's in my top ten. Nice. I, don't, I honestly don't think I've seen it. So and not a lot of people have. It's a very so good I film. Will, I'll sit down and watch that at some point this week then. Yep. And I want to enjoy it. And if you I will. don't... You will love it. You will, I'm going to ruin tackling. your birthday. <laughs> it's a comedy. You will love it. Oh, then I'm fine. I'm golden. Yep. Right, in that case... Uh, Jolly. Yes. Where can the people find us? Where can they find us? They can find us at Versus the Movies. No, they cannot. Can they not? Which is at J ampersand C Versus oh, the Movies. Is it? <laughs> yes. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. It's JC versus the movies. Is there no ampersand? Yeah. Should we try that again? <laughs> Should we try that again? So, where can they find us on Twitter? <laughs> Hold on. Leave that line again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Jolly. Yes. <laughs>